Oh wait, no, I've got it. I've got it right because it's a Maggie themed episode. <laughs> oh, was me pretending to suck a titty? <laughs> Who sucks a titty like that? This get a no, no, <laughs> no, no. Okay, here we go. Wee, wee. There's no podcast. Wee. Oh wait, it's the stupid sexy podcast. I, for one, am on board with that, but my lord. (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Stupid Sexy Podcast, Season 15, Episode 13, Smart and Smarter. And as always, you're joined by two big tantrum-filled babies. First of all, over there, she was skateboarding today and she hurt her ass. It's Heather Anderson. (laughs) And over there, not skateboarding, but maybe wearing a nappy. I don't know. They seem convenient. It's Alan Irwin. Hey, I've never worn a nappy, but they do look fun. I just the rash. Not even as a child. No, no, I was free and easy, baby. I do remember. (gasps) You were a nude baby. But I was told that as a child one time, you know, because I was getting nappy rash, mom was like, right, let him run around with no nappy on for a while, you know, get some air around him. Mm-hmm. And then I did a big shit, and <laughs> they only realised because oh, no. I had like you know, like a, like those you know those jigs. It's not a jigsaw, but you know it's like shapes go into the. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And one of them was stuck to my slipper because of my poo, and then making it worse, oh, no. it was the early nineties. So my mom and dad had brown carpet, so they had to crawl around their hands and knees for like an hour trying to find my shit. That is the worst treasure hunt ever. <laughs> it really is. That really is. Speaking of being a nude baby. <laughs> I went through like a full phase whenever I was a toddler where every time every time I got home from I would go to church with my gran and mm-hmm. every time I got home I would just immediately take off all my clothes. There's bound to be like at least a year's worth of therapy about it. Oh, 100%, yeah. I was always destined to be a big slag. <laughs> oh. Okay, so here we are, season 15, episode 13, Smart and Smarter. Now, Heather, as ever, I have prepared a little synopsis. Little, like a baby synopsis. Would you like to hear it? Only if it's ickle. Maggie demonstrates remarkably high intelligence that secures her a place at a prestigious pre-preschool. While the rest of the family is delighted with Maggie demonstrating her genius, Lisa is much more ambivalent. Eventually, her emotions heighten to the point where she runs away from home, forcing the family to desperately search for her and head into a potentially life-threatening situation. Amen, brother. So what do you think? I thought it was all right. Um, yeah. I, a little bit of column A, a little co- bit of column B, and then I was like, whichever just fuck up, Lisa. But then I was also like, oh, I've done very dramatic things at the drop of a hat, so I have no no right to judge. <laughs> Talk about it later on, but I feel like the first like two thirds of the episode was pretty good, and then it kind of goes off the rails mm-hmm. a bit. And thought, you know. Yeah, and I don't know how I feel about a certain celebrity cameo. Yeah, oh yeah, we'll talk about that. Jesus. He wasn't being paid by the words. They're like, no, 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 no. He was getting a flat fee and they're like, we're going to fucking use him. But we'll start off, there's no chalk gag. I am shocked. And uh, the couch gag was fun. No, Would you say like, you're shocked? It doesn't work as well as you'd hoped it would. It, it does because there's no chalk on the board, so we're overrun with chalk. <gasps> there's so much chalk. <laughs> um. <laughs> The couch gag is the Simpsons coming down one of those automa- automated dry cleaning racks, which was quite fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Okay, so the episode starts. Um, Homer's doing a prank in the bathroom. The, is that where the toilet is? I always thought the toilet was on the other side. but At this point, I've given up yeah. ever having any sort of architectural knowledge or any town plannership knowledge of Springfield, Springfield. Fair enough. What a, it's a hell of a town. All I know is New York's that away. <laughs> Thanks, kid. 
Basically, Homer's got something where, like, if you sit on the toilet, it'll spray you with water. Yes, much like a bidet. Like a bidet, yes. I never used a bidet, and they freak me out. I've gotten a shower immediately after a poo, but I don't think that's the same thing. <laughs> it's not the same thing at all. No. You'll never have a cleaner asshole, Alan. <laughs> that's my... <laughs> I take it you, you <laughs> being middle class, opinion. do you have a bidet? No, but I've I went on a school trip to France and I was like, what the fuck's that? Oh my butt's clean. So Yeah, my sister thought it was a sink for children. I mean, they're not wrong, but also they're very wrong. <laughs> yeah, well exactly. <laughs> Bart goes in, but of course Bart being a boy doesn't sit down to go to the toilet. Not even to poop. Not even to poop. It's very upsetting. Homer like tries to make him sit on the toilet. So he like puts him down. And he's like, my pants are still up and you got to be careful sitting on the loo with your pants up. I feel like muscle memory might kick in. I've never tried it. No, me neither. But I don't I don't want to. But then I've never been absent-minded enough to be like, oh, you know. Well, see, I, the only time I was ever really absent-minded was years ago my, in my granny's house where I ran in. I needed to pee and I like started peeing and I realized I'd never, I hadn't even lifted the lid up. So it just went everywhere. Just piss all over the floor. So, so Bart and Homer have a big fight. I, I, it was really upsetting seeing the toilet brush in the mouth. Yeah, a toilet brush in the mouth and an electric toothbrush up the nose. I know. Ooh. Yeah, so the toilet brush, because the toilet brush, nothing makes me sicker than, you know, that little bit of water that sometimes gathers in the toilet brush holder. Oh. So Homer, because he's wrecked the bathroom, he surprises the family by saying, oh, I'll take you out for pancakes. And they go to this place. I can't remember what it's called now, but it used to be called the Leaning Tower of Pizza. And they've just painted the pizza yeah. as a pancake colour. But there's also a queue nearby for um, a very snooty pre-preschool where Apu has brought all eight of his children, but only two will get will get in. So the other six are on their own. There's a lovely line here where Marge goes, that's a lot of pressure to put on a baby. All they should be worried about is the raspberry monster. <laughs> that was fun. That was... That was fun. It was very sweet. Turns out Homer owes 14 grand to Dr. Hebert, which is actually, given the cost of American healthcare, not bad. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, he must have just cut his knee or something. Don't know he's living. Maybe hired precisely one and a half ambulances. <laughs> Dr. Hebert suggests that they shouldn't send Maggie to this. It's a lot of pressure to put on a baby, but Homer's like, no, screw you, I'm going to do it. So he takes them in and they meet Henry's called, who's like the judge, who is played by Simon Kyle. Now... Yeah. Simon Cowell. What do you think about Simon Cowell in general? Oh, he's a fucking arsehole. <laughs> I like high-waisted trousers, but Jesus Christ. I know. The black Just t-shirt. Wear a onesie. Do you know what it is as well? He's got much weirder looking as times went on. The veneers yes, and the hair dyed off him. Sort of like a um, taxidermied donkey, one would suggest. It's not the body shame, but... When it's Simon Coyle, I don't really care. No. He's a very nasty man. I remember at the time enjoying, like, X Factor and stuff, like, back in the day. Yeah. But only, but in like, so, only as far as when the shit ones were on it. That was the only time it was actually fun. I feel like for Simon Coyle and the X Factor, that was, like, the early stage of trying to yassify Gordon Ramsay. What? Yassify? <laughs> you know whenever you put, like, um, a really heavy beauty filter on, on, like, FaceTune? Yas! Right, and the... Oh, whenever, yeah, because Gordon Ramsay looks weird now. So, Gord, yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, Is this about the Gordon time Ramsay we kept getting popular. his ass out on Hotel Hell? I don't know what it is about that show. It's so horny for Gordon Ramsay's ass. <laughs> it's the only non-wrinkly part of his body, I think. 
<laughs> like I, you know, there's no there's no ass at all in Kitchen Nightmares, but loads of ass in Hotel. The Hell. only ass is people making an ass out of themselves for cross contaminating raw chicken juice across their vegetables. Like that, like those twins that we watched. You remember? <laughs> the guy like I'm making it worse. <laughs> but yeah, so Gordon Ramsay was really popular, and then I think they were like, there has to be one really fucking mean guy on every judging panel, and for some reason they were like, Simon Coyle seems like a good idea. I'll tell you what, it is not a good idea. Put him in the bin where he belongs. Do you know who annoys me even more? Uh, Craig Revel Horwood from Strictly Come Dancing. You're like, what are you doing, mate? Oh, let me see him do the fucking tango. Exactly. What? <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, Maggie. Uh, doesn't speak but uh, Henry says that she will have a career because the gap will always need sweater folders ooh ooh oh, way to rag on minimum wage workers you fuck mm-hmm. so um, <laughs> that I don't know I don't know can he isolate that <laughs> and put that in anytime there's like a goof or something <laughs> <laughs> so Homer says Maggie will be alright because she will marry a grocer who steals from the till so she'll be okay hey that's lucrative living but Lisa loves her anyway she's like come on and hang out with me so she's giving her Malibu Stacy dream house and they're like playing and Malibu Stacy has a vegetarian spread with like tofu and hummus and things and seitan and tempeh Lisa's like, Maggie, what else will we need? And Maggie spells out ice on her building blocks. And then she does rice and price. As well as a good side. But why wouldn't it be caviar? Because of the price. Yeah, very impressive. Smart baby, smart baby. Maggie is a smart baby. That's the sitcom theme song I'm working on. Does it end with that? (laughs) That's the theme song I'm working on. I'm working on. So they go back to the preschool and they're like, Come on, look. And they're not impressed because Maggie doesn't speak. And it's like, Einstein didn't speak until he was three. And Marge goes, and even then he only spoke German. (laughs) She does a couple of things that show, first of all, that she's as smart as a pig. And it's like, do another one. Can you be as smart as a dolphin? It was how many members are there in your family? And she pulls up five. And then Homer's like, I got that one right too. And then he does a... (laughs) Like, that that was fun. Like a seal... Maggie, it turns out, has an IQ of 167. I just looked up there. A genius IQ is 160. So Maggie is a genius. Literally a genius. So fair play. Literally. Literally. And then Homer says, my favourite line of the whole episode, which is, our kids keep getting smarter. If we have another one, it could build a time machine, which we could use to go back in time and not have any kids. Why can't I have no kids and three money? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Maggie is enrolled in the preschool. She's got uh, some interesting classes such as Advanced Peekaboo and Got Your Nose and Other Lies. I mean... They're about as worthwhile as some of the BA classes that we did. Like Pretty much, yeah. You know? much. So Lisa can't help but she's very jealous because she, the, the way she defines she herself. She's the smart one. Yeah, she's the smart one in the family and now somebody else is. So like, what is she? Um, So she's lying in her bed, sad, and Marge comes in and says, sweetie, you seem so blue. Did the last of something die? Marge is like, look, you know who you are. And she writes her little note that says, you are Lisa Simpson. And Lisa's like, no, no, I already got one of those. And there's a framed photo of Mr. Bergstrom, which was fun. That was funny. A good little throwback for the lads. Here's something that, like, we definitely felt seen watching this episode. Because the first personality that Lisa adopts is a stand-up comedian. Because she says, no one's happier and more well-adjusted than a stand-up comedian. I mean, Heather, like, how long have you been doing stand-up now? 
like two years. Right. And I've been doing it 11, right? So that's 13 <gasps> years. 11! <laughs> what? What? I said, <laughs> I Did you think you said... my two from your 11. <laughs> I'm not trying to incriminate this, but that... <laughs> What does that even mean? <laughs> Something, I guess. But yeah, what were you, you going to say after I hijacked? I hijacked the conversation. But yes, you've done comedy for nine years and I've done it for two. And like, comedians are not fucking well adjusted. Like, they're just silly, silly people. Yeah. And animals and puppets and by... in some cases. Um, so Lisa, Lisa, Lisa is a terrific bad comedian. Like oh, she's absolutely. also she's I dressed like Gil. Yeah, she's dressed like Gil or Annie Hall. Like Annie Hall, yeah. And she's like, uh, she's going like, yeah. Why do they call it a field trip? We never go to fields. Yeah. Stuffed cabbage. Can you believe it? They found a way to make cabbage worse. <laughs> I'm starting to feel attacked by the sheer caliber of that material. I'm I like, know, oh, fuck God, off. It's meant to be that. bad comedy. <laughs> Save some for the rest of us. She becomes a goth. Um, oh, that was very fun. And she's now called Raven Crow Never Smiles. And Millhouse is hey. like, I'll become a goth too. We can go kiss in the cemetery. And that'll summon a demon. She's like, well, you got to practice on this rock for an hour and a half. And he fucking gets stuck into that rock. He does. He's he is not pu- afraid. He's puckering up. Puckering up, like you doing that fucking baby nursing earlier. <laughs> so Lisa also tries to like, become a soccer player. She also briefly looks like Flav Flav. Did you notice that bit where she's wearing a yes, big yeah. yeah boy um, wearing a big cock. yeah boy? Um, my personal favorite was when she uh, dressed up like a cowgirl and just whipped Millhouse's sandwich into pieces. Yes, here. Speaking of Flavor Flav, right, one of my favourite TV shows ever. This is very tenuous. Flavor of Love? Well, no, not actually Flavor of Love, but it, it does involve Flavor of Love. Right. There used to be a TV show called TV Heaven Telly Hell. Do you remember it? No. Yes! Sean Locke hosted it. It was like, they'd get a comedian yes. on every week and they would pick their favourite and least favourite TV shows. And it's really, it's yeah. all on YouTube. It's a great show. I really recommend it to everybody. Jimmy Carr was on and he picked Flavor of Love. And it was in the first episode while Flavor was talking to all the women. One of the women just dropped her underwear and shit on the floor. Yes, it's fucking bonkers. It's on Amazon Prime and it's amazing. Would recommend. Why did she shit on the floor? Uh, to get attention. But like her bum would have been dirty. Not if it was a clean shit. You know what I mean? Oh, quit showing off your clean shit. Do you think the kind of person who I'm shits? So- do you think she's got a good diet? The kind of woman who would shit on the ground on command. Um, That's a very loose stool she's squeezing out there. Sorry for using the phrase a loose know. stool. I don't know. I mean... We'll never know. I'm assuming production was on hand with a bit of loot roll. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, right. So then we get a scene where... So none of these looks are working for Lisa and she there's a scene then where they're on the school bus and Bart's like he's jealous of her because she gets to like just roll around on the floor like a baby. Like, that's great. And then Nelson makes him roll around on the floor and laughs at him. Yeah. And Lisa's like, but you're making fun of him for something you made him do. And he's like, yeah, well, you're gay. And he goes, often people who call others gay are hiding their own homosexual desires. And he goes, uh, uh, and jumps out of the bus. Uh, so is Nelson gay? 22 skidoo. I think Nelson's a queer icon with childhood trauma. Mm. We'll have to keep an eye on it. So Maggie gets phonic frog, which is like a little thing to... Ha-a-oma-er. Yeah, I love that Phonic Frog like, says everything but Homer correctly. I know. It made me really happy. 
Who would win in a fight between Fnatic Frog and Linguo? Linguo's got arms, hasn't he? Shut up your face. Yeah, Linguo's got arms, so he could beat the shit out of Fnatic Frog. Although, wait, no, they would maybe be like a dream team because sure, Linguo is for like grammar errors and Fnatic and Frog, Frog is for, for phonics? spelling. Yeah. So, wow. It's well, a good thing Linguo's dead, otherwise they could have taken over the world. <laughs> It's very disappointing to see Lisa betray her morals. She's like working with cue cards with Maggie and she lies and makes Maggie think that the word octogenarian actually spells out dog. And Marge catches her immediately and is like, you're a piece of shit, basically. And Lisa runs away crying. (laughs) And you're like, fuck you, Lisa. Fuck you. Yeah, we wanker. And then we get a black and white sequence, which I believe is a reference to whatever happened to baby Jane. Yeah. You've always been such a good learner, Maggie. How's about you learn to fly? <laughs> Throws her down the stairs. That was, that was a very good. That was a very good impression there. For Thank you. I am a, a starlet of the silver screen in a past life. Lisa is very upset by her dreams and her jealousy, so she decides to run away. And I did enjoy that when she goes into Homer and Marge's room, Homer's sleeping with the phonic frog and hitting Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z That was very fun. Uh, so she runs away and they're like, right, we're going to have to track her down. So first of all, they get Wiggum in and they're like, you have to help us find our daughter. And I really enjoyed that, like, first of all, he's like, look, guys, you got to realize she's old enough to be by herself. And they're like, she's eight. He goes, oh, eight. I thought you said 80. And he's like, this is probably a bad time, but uh, we need to give you a survey on how satisfied you are with the police service. And then she texts, he goes, somewhat satisfied. Oh, I see. Maybe I'll somewhat find your daughter. <laughs> fuck's sake Lisa walks around I think all night she's hungry she's tired she admits herself plastic red shoes are the wrong things to wear when you're running away did you ever run away from home no I did once I got to the end of the street and my mom caught me and did that you was it with you? what a little bindle perhaps I remember um, asking my mom how to make a bindle and she was like why and I just went no reason <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, just, I didn't. I didn't ever run away. I just wanted to have all of the the skills and expertise needed, just in case. Just in case. Well, I remember in my my bag. It was like an over the shoulder Thomas the Tank Engine. It was shaped like him, and in his head was a wee zip you could put coins in. What I also remember is, when I was about five when I was ten. Why did you run away? Uh, my dad wouldn't let me watch Cartoon Network because he wanted to watch football. That was it. <laughs> kind of shit you worry Fair. about your face. So then when I was like 10, about two weeks before the end of school, my school bag broke and my mum and dad were like, you're not getting a new one until September, so you're going to have to take the Thomas the Tank Engine bag to school with you for two weeks. Oh, <laughs> I no longer find That's the little coin funny. head charming. <laughs> it was awful. So Lisa's running around. She eventually ends up at the Natural History Museum, which has the best sign outside it. Family's welcome. The Neanderthal man now has no wang. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that just the way? Ain't that just the way? So she went, there's a cinema screening for uh, the history of bark on trees and the like. The nerdy what do you call the, the teenager? What is his name? Greasy teen. Greasy teen. Yeah. So the greasy teen is t- constantly raised food and comic book guy he's like taking loads off me he goes do your worst you'll never find it all i'm baking muffins as we speak and then lisa eats a slice of pizza that was stuck to comic book guy's belly and he doesn't look like a guy with great hygiene so he's baking muffins in his body probably in his ass probably in his ass so lisa ends up she finds like a big human body and she goes to sleep on the tongue 
I thought that part was particularly good. I thought that bit was funny where she's like grumbling and being like, stupid Maggie thinks she's so smart. And then it turns out she's on the bitter side of the tongue. Yes, that's very funny. I thought that was very funny. The Simpsons all put posters up. Free beer! Now I've got your attention. (laughs) Little girl missing. Call this number. I like that Marge was like, do you think this typeface will work? It didn't help us shift our fondue set. And Homer's like, why do you always take the children and not the fondue sets? Why, Santa, why? Lisa has a shower in an exhibit called uh, Geezer's Nature's Boring Miracle, which I hard Mercy. disagree. I love I love a geezer. Yeah. In the Iceland. I, well, actually, yeah, that's true. And also, if you go for the Danny Dyer definition, <laughs> geezer. So Marge and Homer and Bart basically find the police have found Lisa's stuff in the Natural History Museum. So they go to help look for her. And this is where the episode gets very weird and loses me, I think. So first of all, the cops don't help because they're looking at that picture that's either a vase or two people in profile. Hey, chief, help. I see a vase, but Lou sees two people looking at each other. Then the family goes into the mouth of the big body. And Maggie hits a random button that traps them and they go into the stomach and slowly start to drown Mm -hmm. in the weird brown sludge that comes out of the... Yeah... I believe it's called digestive fluids. Thank you. Acid, if you will. Maggie being all sad was, was quite moving, actually, where she's very upset that she's killed her family. But Lisa turns up and then Homer's like, oh, good, she's here in time to see us die. Maggie doesn't know what button to press. She's hitting random buttons. She makes them churn in the stomach and things like that until Lisa points to her red dress and says, press the red button. See, that's the them. thing as well. I was like, I thought Lisa's dress was red and I know that they're very similar colours and there wasn't any other different reddish colours on that button box thing, but hmm, orange? Really? What? Oh, maybe I'm backwards. I thought her dress was orange. Yeah, I thought red. her dress was orange too. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> So the family's saved, but it then reveals that actually Maggie is not a genius. And the reason that she knew all the answers was because Lisa subconsciously gave her the answers. She just wanted her sister to succeed. Because the, the people from the preschool turn up to reveal this. And they're led in by Mo, who is disguised as the Simpsons butler, which is never yeah, explained. That, I didn't understand that. No. And Barney's the maid. Yeah. Don't know. Um, I did enjoy Homer hitting Simon Carl in the face several times. Yeah, that was fun. So, but you know, so that's resolved. So Maggie is no is not smart. Lisa's the smart one. And the last scene of the episode is Lisa and Maggie in Lisa's room, and Lisa's like, you know, you're still smart to me. You're going to be really smart. And then Maggie plays the saxophone beautifully, but Lisa takes Which, it off her. What a thing! I'm pretty sure you know the um, episode of The Simpsons where Homer and Lisa start batting together mm-hmm. and they go to the restaurant and have dinner and then um, Homer is like, violin guy, come over here. And then he asks Lisa what her favourite song is. And I can't remember what the name of it is, but I'm fairly sure it's the same song that Maggie plays on oh. the saxophone. And the That's... only reason I know that is because I watched that episode earlier today and I went, huh. You watched the old episode earlier today as well? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. That's familiar. Wow, that is good. That's. I don't know if I'm right, but I am not going to fact check it. Right, well, I'm going to say you're right. Fair play. That's good trivia. Mmm, that's good trivia. All right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so the episode fades out with Lisa saying that uh, the saxophone is not for babies. And then we get Simon Kyle, like, critiquing the crew over the credits. Yeah, uh, I didn't, I like, didn't it. like that at all. Didn't like it. Didn't work for Fucking... me. 
dog water. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And that I feel like funny. No, they he was very overused in this. I know this was like mm-hmm. peak Simon Kyle fame, yeah, but like but come it. on. Put a sock in it, Simon. So the episode ends there. What do you think? I thought it was okay. Yeah, um, it does go off the rails badly at the end, doesn't it? Yeah, the ending was really weird. Um, the whole body sequence, I just think, didn't work. Yeah, it was really... Like, what is that thing? Why is that there? I don't understand. Yeah. I feel like it was, like, one of those ones where it was a really good episode and then they were like, oh, shit, we need to wrap it up now and also explain everything. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, I just... don't know. Uh, And what would you give it out of five? Out of five, I would probably give it a three. That's what I have as well. Oh. Um, And all of those stars go to Phonics Frog. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> good old phonic frog good lad may he rest in peace i assume he's dead because his battery will go eventually and homer's not going to replace those R- batteries i p R- uh, get but never. <laughs> three out of five and three out of five is six out of ten so that's that's okay it's six okay out of ten. not bad not good you know, that's it. So that will do it for season 15, episode 13, Smart and Smarter. Now, Heather, next week we're going to be back, obviously, as we always are. Would you like to hear a little bit about next week's episode? A little synopsis as a treat for me. Okay, here we go. Season 15, episode 14, The Ziff Who Came to Dinner. Marge's old flame arty Ziff guest voice John Lovitz moves in after losing his dot-com fortune. After Homer wins the remaining shares of Artie's company, he becomes the subject of an investigation. So Artie Ziff's back. Please, Artie's will it be an episode back. about his right. busy hands? Busy hands. So we'll see how that goes. But until then, Heather, if people wanted to get in touch with the podcast, how could they do it? They could fire us over a wee email on stupidsexypodcast at gmail.com or we're on Twitter at stupidsexypod and we're on Instagram at stupidsexypodcast. Hey. And if they wanted to support the show in some way, they could do a few things. They could share us on their socials. They could review us on their podcast platform of choice. Just You can give ratings on Spotify now. Can you? Do that, please. If you're listening yeah. on Spotify, give me some ratings, but only good ones. If uh, you really want to help us out, you know, if you know anybody in your life who likes The Simpsons, is looking for a podcast to listen to, fire them over here. Get them to the SSP family and we'll have a gay old time. Until then, though, Heather, this is going to do it for this week's episode of The Stupid Sexy Podcast. You feeling good? I'm feeling all right. Good. I'm glad to hear it because this has been The Stupid Sexy Podcast. I've been Alan Irwin. I've been Heather Anderson. And we'll see you next week. But until then, don't cry. Give, give, give us a wee cry there before we go. I know, deep down inside, I still love you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good at it. Bye. (laughs)